0: Some of the feedback was that just by having this learning how to goal set was going to overfill into their work life, that they were going to be able to apply what they were learning to their jobs. And this one, like I mentioned, never felt a company has cared about me. It's crazy empowering to feel invested in more than just a worker.
1: This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Vollman, and on this episode, we're talking to another one of our fabulous certified dream managers about employee retention and engagement and overall company culture. Tori Merhar is known for her ability to lead and engage teams. As the Associate Vice President of Community-Based Services for Lutheran Social Service in Minnesota, we had such a fun conversation Tori shared some really wonderful data and stats on the impact they've seen after implementing the Dream Manager. It will definitely inspire you to dream. Please enjoy our conversation. So we're going to have a fun, rich conversation about culture and team development, and of course, dream manager, because you are a certified dream manager. So we were talking about lots of different things today, but before we get started, why don't you just give a little one-minute high-level overview of Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota and your particular role, what you do for them?
0: Yeah, I've worked for LSS, we call it LSS, Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota, for almost seven years, and I am currently the associate vice president of our community-based services We are a social service, human service agency serving one in 65 Minnesotans, and we actually have 2,500 employees that work across our 87 counties in Minnesota, supporting some of the most vulnerable people and providing innovative human services to people. Seven years. I have to say that's kind
1: of a long time with everything that's going on today and so many people kind of job hopping and leaving for different roles. so. What have you seen over the past seven years working there just as far as you navigating your career?
0: What I love about working at LSS is just the innovation and the ability to meet the needs of the people and do it quickly. So we don't have to go through a lot of corporate We're a nonprofit social service agency. So if we see a need for people, we can bubble that up and try it. And the work is always challenging, but it's always rewarding because it's just so mission driven. It's all about the people that we support.
1: So give us an example of a need that you've seen that you're able to help pretty quickly.
0: Well, some of our newer innovative services, for example, we have a new service called Life Sharing. So people that have disabilities, a traditional four bed group home is not the solution. We match them with a family, and they live in that family setting, and we provide the support all along the way. And then we advocate for legislation to make that a real service that other people can access. So that's a really exciting one that we're serving over 100 people in Minnesota today in that service.
1: Wow. Such fulfilling work that you get to do. So you are here to support the community, and so obviously you have a team. There's 2,500 of you, so... You have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. So obviously doing good things for the people that are running the organization. So talk a little bit about the culture over there and what you are all doing to really enhance the people that work there, what you're doing to help enhance their
0: lives. Well, as you know, coming out of the pandemic, the workforce shortage is a real thing. And the reimbursement rate for these services is low. We're always advocating for high reimbursement. So, as a team and as a culture, we really work to how do we recruit and retain our employees? And honestly, if we're really, really great at making people's dreams come true that we work with, all those families and people that need our support, but we'd made it kind of a decision what if we put that effort into our employees to help them have their dreams come true? And so that's what really led us to the dream manager. And that's what you're going to hear some stories in this short pilot, how we're already making some really great impacts in people's lives.
1: I always love hearing the story of how people found the dream manager because you were talking about dreams. So was that a conversation you were already having or was that something that sparked after somebody read the book? What was that journey like?
0: Yeah, it actually was from our president, CEO. He read the book. He had actually seen Matthew Kelly speak at an event in his career. He brought that book to many executives. I was one of them. Of course, I read it that night and emailed him that morning and said, yes, we should do this. And this is how we're already doing this in some lines of service and how we could do this. And so here I am. A few months later, I was certified and just green light to go forward with the pilot and see how it would roll out.
1: I love it. Take action. You read it, you get after it. So what were some of the reasons why you thought to implement the program when you were going into it? Were you thinking, okay, this is really the outcome we're hoping for?
0: I think my leadership style is I have a social work degree and I have an MBA. And when I lead people, I always lean into my social work, you know, empowering people. And so the dream manager program really goes along with that. I realized that I had really great retention in my lines of service. And I think that was because I really got to know what they were wanting. They were wanting to buy a house and we were connecting with other employees about advice and we were sharing struggles and we were sharing successes. So I think that's what the Dream Manager Program really does is it empowers you to have that conversation with people and ultimately connects you back to the company more and you feel supported that, the organization cares about you and your hopes and dreams. And that's one of the things we heard in our mid-year survey that people are like, I didn't know a company would care about me as a whole person.
1: Yeah. Isn't it funny how because coaching isn't the norm, but people just aren't used to it. So they immediately are a little bit hesitant. Like, why are you guys doing this? What's in it for you? Obviously, there is a lot in it for the organization. But no, it is for you. And it's crazy. I mean, when you say it, it makes sense, right? An organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that their people are becoming better versions of themselves. I don't know that anyone would disagree with that. But then when it actually comes time to implement something like it, so many leaders don't. So that when they do, their people are like, wait, what is this? What's going on? So it's awesome that you have decided to roll out the program. And for those that are listening, one of the questions we get a lot, especially with organizations of your size, you have 2,500 team members. That's a lot of people. Talk a little bit about how you're thinking about rolling this out in the organization, knowing that you have so many team members to reach.
0: Yeah. I really thought about that and talked with our executives about the scalability of this. So how would we get started? So two things is one, we really worked on a cohort, a pilot, a group. How could a group work? And instead of individuals, so that we could reach more people. And ultimately, that led to people feeling like a sense of belonging and connection because of the cohort. So that was a strategy. Also, I think, one of the things that really gained us traction and is really gaining momentum and energy around the company is for myself as a new certified dream manager, I started offering the dream storm, which is that hour of let's get dreaming. And people are just blown away by that experience, just getting time to put dreams down. And I did that with small teams so they could start to have those conversations and connect. So when we're ready to roll out additional cohorts and gain energy then they're asking for it. We're ready and equipped to add our secondary manager so that we can get more people enrolled. And one of the things was really helping with scheduling. We had a really conscious effort to get this to our direct staff, not executives, not managers that were easy to reach. These are people that work in group homes. They work shift work. I would contact them three times a month that they could choose. We would get their personal emails, cell phones, remind them, and we would build a little groove. And it took us a couple months, but now we're on a really great connection. And they're really great about, you know, my shift change. Can I change 100%? There's no shame. There's no guilt. We navigated all the things. So I feel like we learned so much in just getting in there and doing it. And the other thing that's really come out of this is that I have been so transparent with that cohort group that they are now going to be my ambassadors, essentially. And they are going to help spread the word across the organization. And they have been already. They're sharing their experiences. So I'm really excited when we launch the recruitment for what I'm hoping is three additional cohorts. And I'm putting about 24 in this cohort, somewhere around that. So we could reach 60 people coming up real shortly here.
1: That's awesome.
0: I love hearing you talk about it because it's so strategic.
1: One of the things you said was, get in there and just do it. That's the biggest thing. It's that this program, it works. We know that it scales, but it is a little different depending on the organization and the amount of resources that they have and how they plan to roll it out. But the way that you're doing it is definitely the right way to do it in cohorts. You get to see that success with a small group. And then those people become the advocates. Because again, when you roll it out to a program to everybody, some of those people that are a little skeptical... They get to see the impact that it's had on their team members, people that they talk to, and then you build up that success and then you keep going. But just like everything that you roll out in an organization, you just have to do it. You get all the resources and tools that you need when you go through certification and then you just try things, you see what works, what doesn't, and then you get feedback from those people. And there's something also about when you have a new cohort that I almost feel like those individuals have this sense of pride, like I'm the first group going through this. And so when you reach out to them and say, hey, how's it going and how can we even enhance this, they're going to have some really great ideas to support you in that. So it's a journey that you get to take together as a team, which is so empowering for you and the people that are involved. So that's really cool that you've done it this way. And I hope that everyone's noticing how strategic Tori has been, even in your thought process before you even got it rolling, to really think about how are we going to scale it? How is it going to look? But hey, you got to start small. You got to start where you can.
0: One of the other things I would advise any new dream managers in their company is I sent unsolicited updates to executives on a monthly basis. This is the topic. This is the attendance. If we had turnover, what staff were asking about, what their concerns were. And it really fueled the new conversations for other improvements in our company, like getting a one-pager about all the HR benefits. A lot of these employees didn't know about all the things even our own company offered them that they could help to achieve their dreams. I think unsolicited communication and updates really kept This program at the top of minds for people as well.
1: That's awesome. Communication, over communicate everything that's going on.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the impact
1: that it's had. So it's been about six months. You did a six month survey. So talk about what inspired you to do that survey. And then what were some of the results? What did you see?
0: I was actually really shocked. It was really great feedback. I think I had gotten that advice somewhere along in my certification to check in mid-year. And I was anxious to see how the dreamers were feeling. And so my results were really telling. 92% said that participating had impacted their life for better. A hundred percent said there's value in offering this to other employees. 80% 80% had already made progress or achieved a dream in six months. And some of the quotes or our feedback was that just by having this learning how to goal set was going to overfill into their work life. They were going to be able to apply what they were learning to their jobs. A lot of them had been recently promoted. So this actually did help them. And this one, like I mentioned, never felt the company has cared about me. It's crazy empowering to feel invested in more than just a worker. And then this one was, I had a dream for seven years of doing something and I didn't. And in this first six months I accomplished it. So that was a really, really good one. And the only other thing was 83% felt that they had an expanded sense of belonging in the organization. And that was really important for me because a lot of these employees work in the direct care and so they only have access to the people they support and their manager. And so they didn't know that there was this whole career pathway. There was this whole other thing of offering of LSS. So that was really important to me. So it was really outstanding results. That is
1: amazing. This is why coaching is so important because so much of it is that accountability piece. Think about how many people have a dream that they've been talking about over and over for years. There's nothing holding them back except for themselves. Maybe it's their limiting beliefs or whatever excuses they're making in their life to not do it. Now you give them a dream manager who's saying, hey, this is your dream. All right, show me what you got. And before you get on a call with your coach, you have to say, yes, I did these things that I said I was going to do. And that's what's so great about a coach is that people don't want to get on a call and tell their coach that they can do something, which is so crazy, right? It's almost like so many people would rather not disappoint someone else, but we allow ourselves to disappoint us every day. Like if we're having a dream that we're not pursuing and we're not holding ourselves accountable. So Tori, when you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, you had also mentioned that kind of support. You had said that there was a team member that was on the verge of leaving and that this was an important team member. And so share with us what they told you.
0: The team member reached out and said that they were considering this. And I just asked if they would have a conversation with their manager. They did that. And with that, they actually did end up staying with the company. That was a very unexpected result that I was just not anticipating to come out of this program as well.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome.
0: It goes back to the epitome of treat people like
1: people. Have these conversations, especially with organizations when you have people that are doing hard work. This is challenging work. It's emotional work. It's very fulfilling work, but it's also very emotional that they are experiencing all of these different individuals. And what a gift that now these people are talking about their dreams. So what do you think that's doing on the field for those individuals? Have you heard stories about that where people are going out and asking your clients, what are your dreams?
0: Yeah, actually, because they work shift work and they sometimes are overnight, one of the dreamers said, you know, I brought my book and one of my people I'm supporting got up and said, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm working on my dreams. And so she asked that person she's supporting, you know, what are your dreams? And they had a whole conversation about that. The other thing is in the dream manager program there is a priority exercise How do you focus on what to do? And every morning would wake up with a list of 20 things that they wanted to do. And so this dreamer used the priority exercise say, would you rather do A or B or B or C? And they were able to use some of the tools that they had learned to set up the day for success. So they were actually teaching and coaching what they had learned as well in the workplace. I love it. That's what it does, right? It helps your team
1: members become more strategic. And what we started this whole conversation with, which was, you care about the entirety of the human being. It's not just about, this is who you are at business. This is who you are when you go home. No, we are one person. When we grow at work, we're growing personally. When we're growing personally, we're growing professionally. It's all intertwined. And so you had mentioned too, that you have donor and foundation meetings and that some of those individuals on that board, they were interested in having you present the dream manager
0: you know in my role i oversee five different lines of service so when i'm asked to attend an event i always ask what do you want me to focus on which line of service and our chief development officer said actually, I think they really want to know about this dream manager program. They're very interested in that. You're sparking interest in new ways. Outside organizations, we've had regulated bodies come to audits and we've talked about this as a way that we're trying to recruit and retain employees. And they're very interested in hearing about the dream manager program. And you can always tell when somebody really does know about it because they start speaking the Floyd consulting language and. It's really had some other effects that we didn't even expect in our company.
1: That's so wonderful. So you did the survey after six months. So how long have you had the program so far?
0: We are just in the middle of our eighth month. We're on emotional mastery, and we are rolling this out to our entire company here later next month and what we call our general assembly. Then hopefully we will start recruiting shortly after that for our additional cohorts.
1: Amazing. When you're implementing programs like this to help retain your team members, to attract great team members, right? Like the more that people are seeing, oh, I want to work for an organization that actually cares about me as a person. What are you looking for in those programs? I'm asking this for the listener, right? For somebody listening that's like, hey, Tori, there's so many different things that are out there that I could implement and we don't have all the resources financially and the team, the staff, the hours to do it. Why is this the right one? Or how do you discern which one is the right one at the right time?
0: I'll be honest. I mean, I think our executives had a list of 60 to 100 initiatives for employee value proposition, and we started to just make improvements in in as many as possible. This isn't the only program we offer. We added mentoring. We upgraded technology. But the coolest thing with the dream manager is it just weaves into all of those. It fits any size, it fits any program, and it gets the energy going in a new way. With a minimal investment, I would say the return on investment is well worth it. I mean, already the turnover rate is dramatically lower in this pilot group. It's a small pilot group compared to that, where we say 50% turnover. We're seeing reduced you know, amounts on that. I've still got a core group that are continuing to their employment, and I see them being here a long time. So I think it's not just a dream manager program, but this one enhances all your other offerings. I love that you said it that way because it almost
1: feels like when it comes to dream managers, almost like you're allowing your people to dream again, right? Like what are the dreams that they have in their lives? And then you get to see, oh, there's a lot of overlapping dreams. We always see consistently where a lot of the dreams that are consistent among many of the team members that we work with are buying their first home, getting out of debt, what's interesting is this year we've seen a lot of dreams around building a better relationship with their spouse, their family, their kids. Those are big, big dreams. And we always want a deeper connection with the people that are closest to us. But I don't know that everyone is so conscious to write it down, to talk about it, to make it a dream. I love some of the dreams that you shared because It's always a good reminder that dreams are all of those things. I think sometimes we get caught in that world of a dream or some people believe that a dream means I want to buy a jet or live in a $5 million home, which those are beautiful dreams if those are your dreams. Amazing. But no, because some people are like, I don't have dreams. Help them remember, wait a second, no. And that's where the dream storm comes in. But talk a little bit about having to push your people to develop that dream muscle again.
0: When I've done the dream storm and I've done it quite a few times now, people are like hesitant, they're not sure, they're kind of got their notebook back. As you start to ask them questions about so many areas of their life, it just starts flowing. And especially if you can get people sharing that, what you can do within an hour of connecting people and even hearing a teammate's dream that they never knew about. It just builds this whole new energy and their lists just get going. And then they see them. I see them places and they're like, hey, Tori, I've been talking about this dream. And it just builds a new connection. And then when they see coworkers in the hall, they can talk about the dream. They don't have to always talk about work and they have a new thing to ask. I have such a beautiful story of a dream I'd love to share with you. This dreamer wanted to get back to doing art. She had put it down and she had lost her brother. And that was something they shared. And she just couldn't feel like she could. Well, she was in a two hour car ride with a coworker to a meeting, and they got talking about this program. And she was vulnerable enough to share this. And she's given me permission to share this because it's this just a beautiful story. And they had a great conversation about it, and they talked about art. And after the weekend, she got home and she looked in her bag, and there was a notebook, a blank art book. And she's like, Well, oh gosh, did my coworker leave this in the bag? And she pulled open the bag, and in the front pages, here's to getting back to art. And she just felt like, wow, my coworker cares about me. I was vulnerable enough to share this. I wouldn't have shared that dream. And she shared that story. And that was just an immediate connection with a coworker that she might not have had before.
1: I love that. See, this is why when you start asking people about their dreams and they share them with you and you can just give them that little push, that little encouragement. And what a better way to build relationship with your team members, rather than the gossip or all the things that happen in so many offices is focusing on, hey, what are their dreams and getting to support them on those dreams. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. All right. So one last thing, if there's someone that's like, I'm not sure about all this dream stuff, what would you share with somebody that's like, how are you measuring this, Tori? Do you really think this is successful just talking about your
0: dreams? Yes, it's all the things that I've talked about today. It's just engaging your employees as a person changes the dynamic. I know that comes right out of the coaching, but it is a magical thing. It changes the dynamic between you as an organization and your employees. And they're gonna be talking about this organization. They're gonna be talking about this experience. And then what could be more fulfilling than helping a person achieve their dreams? What would be the harm of doing that for your employees too? I don't know if I could quantify it. It's just remarkable.
1: I always share that one of our clients has said, I will always invest in coaching my people because it's the right thing to do. It's literally just comes down to that. Sometimes we work with leaders that are like, show us the line item. No, it's your people. If your people are getting better, they're better at their work. They want to come into work. They want to engage in their work. That spreads across every single line
0: item. (laughs) And it's so contagious. When I talk about this, people want to know. Even when you have a mentoring program, you don't always have a structure. This has a structure. And you're moving forward and you can apply this directly to your work, directly to your life, directly to your career. And I will testify that being a dream manager, your dream manager's lives improve as well. Because like I said, I couldn't help them achieve their dreams if I'm not doing the same. So you're doing it right along with them.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Tori, would you be willing to share one of your dreams with us today?
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) I had a dream to start a company to give back. And so I am trying to do a startup and I'm just learning so much along the way. And I want to help employees have that conversation with mental health. So that's kind of what I'm working on and I'm making progress.
1: Okay. So you're not trying to do a startup, you've launched a startup. That takes a lot of courage. So lean into that courage when you speak about it, because that's amazing. And obviously, you have the heart to serve others. You've done so much at your organization now. And so you're taking everything that you've learned, and you're going to be able to incorporate it into this startup. So I'm excited for you. If there's any way that I can support you, please, of course, let me know. And I love that dream. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: So good. Tori, you're so awesome. Thank you so much for spreading the message of Dream Manager. Thank you for being just a people-first leader and doing everything that you're doing with your team. It is people like you that consistently give me faith in the work that we get to do at Floyd because I know there are leaders like you that care so much about their people. And I truly believe that people can come into work and do great things together and they can enjoy it. So you're doing that work and I appreciate everything that you're doing. Wow, how cool is all the work Tori and her team are doing. Isn't it so inspiring to hear that simply by starting to ask people about their dreams, it shifts the culture of an organization. Dreams are so powerful. I hope that something that you've heard in this episode inspires you to start asking your team members about their dreams. If you're interested in learning more about the Dream Manager program and how to implement it in your organization, go to thedreammanager.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast and haven't yet written a review, we would so appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and take a few minutes to do that. It really does help us spread the message of this life-changing work. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, lead with culture.